We are moving our way through the flood account, Genesis 6 through 9. Yesterday we saw how the flood sort of not only hyperlinks to the creation story, which we looked at initially, but also we see it going back to the tabernacle and to the temple in giving us imagery of this microcosm and of the idea that God is faithful in preserving his people. Today I want to go deeper into chapter 7. So I'm reading now. Uh, On that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings. Pairs of all creatures that had breath for life in them came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing, as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord shut him in. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to say is you're not having deja vu. I just keep reading similar accounts in Genesis 6, 7, and 8. We just have a lot of repetition here. Some scholars think that the repetition is because there's actually two flood accounts and they get merged together by somebody after Moses. I I don't know. Perhaps, I mean, we know that that Moses, who I believe is the author of the Pentateuch, um, so the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, we know he didn't write the very ending of it in Deuteronomy because it reports about his death. So maybe there's a little bit of editing that goes on or pulling this together. Uh, Other scholars, Gordon Wenham and others, have this idea that no, there's not, the the repetition is all part of creating this literary, chiastic kind of uh, uh, structure, and we have to pay attention to it to see what God is doing and how these stories get repeated in order to emphasize things. Um, Look, there's a sense in which the repetition that we find in Genesis 6-9 is very similar to the repetition we find in Genesis 1-2, which I said, look, part of what we're getting here is the same language in the flood story that's throwing us back to seeing the creation. We got creation and then recreation or decreation and then recreation. So some of this is we're, we're seeing a repetition of that. Uh, I think, again, there's a sense in which if you read this, at least you know, to my ears, if you're reading through Genesis 6-9, it gets pretty somber, pretty depressing. Uh, and, and today's uh, passage ends with that because, you know, life outside of the ark is being wiped out on earth. So um, let me read this um, at the end of, of chapter 7. The decreation is complete. But everything uh, on the earth is wiped out, people and animals, the creatures that move along the ground, and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left, and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. But as we will see uh, when we get to Genesis chapter 8, God is still present, and he is still working. Have a good day.